This is Mercy Harper, writer for research services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's APQC podcast is about virtual meetings, and I'm joined by APQC Board Chairman Carla O'Dell and Miriam Brousseau, Principal of Tiny Windows Consulting. I originally invited these two for a discussion about storytelling, but at the end, they shared some awesome insights and clever ideas about virtual meetings that I think we could all benefit from hearing. So without further ado, here's our discussion. I always have a lot of questions. Yes. <laughs> this one is, given your experience now of working I think we're going to be working more in a hybrid world. It's already true at APQC. Mm -hmm. um, everybody comes in three days a week now, uh, two full days, you know, Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday, so that we all see each other, right? And you know, humongous amounts of effort and work and money have gone into making that a safe uh, mm -hmm. work, safe to do that. Um, so how? But in between, we hold these Zoom meetings or Teams. And how how can we interweave like there's new methods of education that could they apply to business? And by that I mean the sense of okay, do it at home. You know, you read this on your own before we meet. Mm. And then when we come together, let's just talk about it and see what it means to the question at hand or whatever. Here's read with a purpose in mind, and then when we come together, let's talk about it. Or I don't know whatever the prep was that doesn't have to be done with a PowerPoint presentation when everybody's sitting together. Um, and you kind of interweave that, but have you got any suggestions for interweaving the hybrid and the virtual uh, work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the examples that you gave, I think, were great. I think that's part of just you know taking advantage of this moment in time and the situation that we're in and all the possibilities that we have around us. Like um, there is um, a, a a wonderful nonprofit strategist and consultant named Beth Cantor has written a lot about walking meetings, for instance. And so there there's no nothing. There's no reason for us to, you know, when we do have to have a meeting to say that, you know what, we're not going to do this on video. We're going to do just audio this time and everybody get up and, you know, let's let's take a walk around the neighborhood together <laughs> as we're having this conversation and get people moving. Um, I think that there there's other you know collaborative tools that people can integrate into you know your into into video conferences and things like that that sort of mimic those in-person spaces. Um, I think there's a um, there's there's a lot of ways that people can think about you know what I, I, I don't know I mean I, one question that it might be worthwhile put for people to put to their teams is you know, what worked really well about being virtual that you'd like to hang on to? Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the things, what were some, well, again, that appreciative inquiry stance, right? What were some of the bright spots that we can, that we can carry over and, um, and make sure are part of our, part of our world moving forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this walking meetings idea. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> we talk about the Zoom fatigue and I feel like mm -hmm. that's, it's it's just staring at all of these faces that are not you know it's like you're they're not really react there's like a millisecond delay you know mm -hmm. so you, you you think you're kind of reading what they're thinking but it's not quite there but most of these meetings are really just a bunch of teeny faces and a powerpoint slide mm -hmm. i think if we could remove the number of reduce the number of inputs and just do audio and 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 walking it's it worth it's at least worth a try mm -hmm as a way for people to to kind of like retune into 
whatever the topic is in, at hand. Um, it's there's a lot of things I've learned from being on Zoom and team calls with multiple people. I just mm. like your guys to react to this. One is the smaller groups are better where I can mm -hmm. see enough of your face that, you know, so like four or five, which has always been kind of the magic number for, uh, you know, four especially um, for appreciative inquiry and all kinds of other things, you know. Um, so that works really well. Um, another one is the people use the chat feature at the same time, and that mm -hmm. works really well. I mean, you know, some of you got, you mean, anyway, you have to, you have to manage it, but it can work really well. Another thing in larger groups is it really points out, unfortunately, in my case, the lack of diversity in some mm -hmm. of the groups of which I am a member. They all look like the three of us. Mm -hmm. you know, they may be a male version, but mostly, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Caucasian, you know, type folks. And that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of like a, a wake-up call, you know. Oh yeah, I kind of knew it, but now it's in a really stark relief, yeah. and I really like that. I think it makes. I've seen I've seen groups that I'm a member of, you know, like mm -hmm. a, a non-profit like you work with, <clears throat> where there'll be a lot of people, and there's we begin to build this huge movement, which is we got to get some diversity here. This is terrible, mm -hmm. and it puts a lot of pressure on the leadership mm -hmm. and us incumbent on us to bring diverse people. Anyway, I think there's a lot that that it. Uh, it has done, you know, keeps us connected to. Yeah. I think that's such an interesting point because part of what happens when you're in these screens and you're working in two dimensions is that everybody is presented when you're in that sort of group uh, view, mm -hmm. everybody is presented as absolutely equal, right? That we're all, there's nobody in the front of the room, there's nobody in the back of the room, you can't kind of that, that lack of that third dimension of that depth puts everybody on the same plane and suddenly you're seeing everybody at once, which is not natural. That is not how we, you know, when we're sitting in a room, we're kind of hanging out over here, we're getting our coffee, we're chatting with these people, mm -hmm. we, we move from one small group to the next and now suddenly it's kind of everybody on exactly the same plane. Um, and so, yes, I love that that highlights the homogeneity of a lot of our groups. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and I hope that will continue to spur efforts um, to, address that moving forward. And I also think it speaks to just having, making those experiences in Zoom or in Teams or whatever it might be more layered, right? You talked about using the chat. Um, if you talked, there's there's ways of kind of integrating more collaborative tools, um, turning video on and off. Um, if you've ever played, uh, playing paper, scissors, rocks in Zoom is actually a lot of fun um, by using, <laughs> turning videos on and off. Um, there are, uh, and and using using those collaborative tools really effectively, which can be a little bit intimidating, but um, can also be um, really freeing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think part of part of what we're missing is literally that third dimension, that you know that layered kind of richer experience. And um, so there's there's ways in which we can approximate that um, playfully. I'm Mercy Harper. Thanks for joining us for this APQC podcast. Please go to apqc.org to learn more and have a great rest of your day.